0: The, you know, the power of social media is its ability to be shared and engaged with by so yeah. many different people, uh, people that you know, people that you don't know. and so the reach is just really impressive.
1: Absolutely. And I think figuring out what which post different types of things you know, post blog posts, post just little articles. Um, post videos and see what gets the most engagement and then do more of those and boost those. So if you can really figure out what's getting the most engagement and just double down on that, you're going to have great results. Hello
2: and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, and they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com.
0: Welcome back to another edition of Hump Day Hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. My name is John Stiles with Bridge Realty, and I'm excited for another great episode. Today we have a special guest host, Jordan Moorhead with Keller Williams, and Jordan's filling in for Todd today, so Jordan, thanks you so much for coming in today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, you're welcome. I know Todd's out busy working on some big projects if he can't be here today, but we'll do our best to to fill in in his stead. Big job, but we're going to try.
0: Yeah, big big shoes to fill, right? Yeah. Well, very good. I'm sure you're going to do wonderful. Jordan, um, since this is the first time you've been on the show, why don't you take a moment to just introduce yourself and uh, maybe how you got started into real estate and what you're doing now?
1: Absolutely. So you mentioned I'm with Keller Williams. I am with Keller Williams. But before that, I really considered myself an investor. I started in the real estate industry as an investor and I I think my investment career will long outlive the realtor career, which isn't going anywhere. But I really, I started in this because I like real estate and I like real estate investment. So what I do main every day as a, what a day job is I'm a realtor with Keller Williams Realty. And I specialize in helping investors here in the twin cities area, and newer investors also. So most of my business is people buying in duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes in the Twin Cities area. And I'd say a majority of that is people looking to buy a duplex and live in half and rent out the other half, which is also how I got started in real estate investing. And I think it's a great way to go. So I've been doing that for a few years and I like it quite a bit. I also, before this, built up a fitness business where I had a few employees that did personal training and group training. And sold that off a few years ago and have been able to keep going on the real estate side and now I'm currently building a real estate team so I really like building businesses and obviously like using the, the cash flow from those to invest in real estate so that's what I'm doing now that's what I plan on continuing doing for the foreseeable future I don't plan on retiring anytime soon i I think different from a lot of investors where I don't want to get out of my day job. I like my day job quite a bit, but I do like investing in real estate and it's more more than a hobby, but it's certainly a hobby of mine.
0: Yeah, very good. Um, Let me take just a moment to to dive into a little bit of that. So you mentioned you used to have a fitness business. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like how did you build that and and what What ended up happening that you sold it off?
1: Uh, So how I built it, I really, I want to say built it from the ground up. I was the only trainer in it for quite a while. And I joined a business coaching group that specialized in fitness businesses. And as most business coaches will tell you to do, they told me to hire an admin first. So I hired an admin. and A year later or so, I hired another coach. And then I hired another coach to take myself completely out of the day to day so I could work more on the business instead of in the business um after a few years i I started working as a realtor also, and really like that, I had started investing in real estate a year or two before it made it very hard to do both as unit you, you're a realtor being a realtor and also running another full time business is a lot of work. So I had to make a decision, which one am I going to stick with? And I sold the fitness business to actually to my head coach in the business. And it's still going great. He's renamed it, but he's doing a great job and they're growing. So I, I really built myself out of the business, started another career, and then ended up selling the business because I didn't have enough time to do it. But, um, sorry, what was your last question, John?
0: Yeah, I think you've covered it. Just, you know, what led up to, to selling the business.
1: Yeah, and that was a really great experience for me. I got to learn the power of leverage and the power of building a business and the power of building a brand and really everything that goes into building a business from the ground up. Because you start as the, in a lot of cases, you start as the only employee, but you can't grow as the only employee. So you have to bring on help and essentially people are leveraged to help you grow. So to get, the first step for me was getting out of the administrative position. So dealing with billing, dealing with client communication, that all really hindered me from growing. And just bringing on admin, we were able to grow from, say, 30 members to 40 members or so. And when I brought on a first coach, I was able to back out of me more and continue to grow the business. So really the same principles apply with any business. And what i'm doing now and currently building a real estate team i just brought on an admin that's going to help me grow the business there and she's going to take care of all the transactional pieces of real estate which there are a lot and that can hinder you from you know can hinder you from growing a business so i need to focus more of my energy on going out and growing the business not on taking care of the, the current business and same thing with any business
0: yeah well very good it's it's good to you know learn about all these different parts of businesses and, and they, they correlate one business to another. Oh yeah. Well, thanks for uh, introducing yourself a little bit there. Um, so let's get into today's topic. What we wanted to cover is marketing and that's another thing that applies to all sorts of different types of businesses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, why yeah. Why don't we start with like, what is some some of the foundational aspects of marketing that, you'd have to think about maybe from starting, starting brand new in a business.
1: Absolutely. And I did go to school for marketing. So I had a little bit of a background in marketing and really segued into the fitness business. But I really do think that marketing is a huge part of any business. If you're not big on marketing and sales, what are you going to do? You're either you're selling yourself or you're selling a product you have either one. You need to know marketing. You need to know sales. So if you can't do that, that's something you can learn and you can work on that. And I constantly work on both, but it's something that needs to be a pillar of any business is marketing and sales. So, yeah, I think the biggest one for me is relationship building is building relationships with not only potential customers, but other businesses and potential referral sources. Um, And just in the real estate business, if you're looking for investment property, relationships are huge. You're not going to find an investment property by sitting around and scrolling Zillow. What most likely you're going to need relationships in the local community. You're going to need to know what certain expenses are, how you can get those expenses down lower. So if you have great contractors, it can just save you a, a ton of money and a lot of time too. So, relationships are what get you there. And I think relationship building is the biggest thing you can do. There's a lot of ways you can do that. You know, just as simple as taking people out for lunch or coffee or provide. Really, the biggest thing is you need to provide value to other people. And that's what builds a strong relationship. So if you're not providing any value and you just want something from somebody, it's not going to be a very strong relationship.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really good point right there. Um and I think this especially applies to our field which as we've mentioned real estate uh agents mm-hmm. uh, where it's it's a service oriented business. People are buying our service because they know like and trust us. Oh yeah. As opposed to a product, you know, you know whatever product you might want to advertise in a different business. So uh, it's really uh, uh, having those relationships is really important for this business.
1: I think so. I really think it's the cornerstone of any sales and sales business like we're in is having strong relationships. It, and have, like you said, having people know, like, and trust you. Not only do they need to know about you, but they need to have strong recommendations to, recommendations to like and trust you. If you're a real estate agent, if you're an investor whatever business you're in, people need to know, like, and trust you.
0: Right. So what have you found to be successful as a way to either start those relationships or grow them?
1: Well, I think starting, I mean, you just need to reach out. Um, and that is scary for a lot of people. I was fairly introverted. And I could probably say I still probably am, but, as a younger person, I was very introverted and had trouble reaching out to people, but I just needed to break through that barrier and get out there and talk to people. And I say, hey, you know, could I have a moment of time? Or, and I was talking to somebody earlier about this. I get a lot of people now that want to learn real estate and they come up, well, what can I do for you? And I'll, I'll volunteer. I'll do anything you need. I think what's more important is say, hey, I'm good at this and I can come do this for you. So, you're great with tech, and you can say, Hey, you know, I have all these tech skills. I can come help you with that. That's something you have a specific piece of value that you can add to somebody instead of just saying, Hey, I'm here to help. And that gets a little confusing. You say, I I don't know what I'm going to have you do, I don't know what you're good at. So, if you're looking to build relationships with people and they need something specific, figure out what that is and see if you can add that to their to the repertoire. If you can say, hey, I do this really well. I see that you need this and I can come help you with that. And even just, I'm I'm fairly well networked and I can refer other people. So if you need a roofer, I can refer a roofer. If you need a plumber, I can refer a plumber, an electrician and so on. And I think that helps to add value quite a bit and say, hey, I have a big network. I can add value to our relationship by referring you to somebody else that I know. And they're going to do a great job and do it at a great price. So if I know that you need a plumber, I would say, hey, John, I've got a great plumber. You know, I'd love to refer him to you. And maybe we start to get to know each other after this. So just going out of your way to help people and figuring out what they need is really important when building relationships. Because just saying, hey, I'd love to help. I'll do anything you need. That's a little confusing. Unless you're running a landscaping business and you just need people to run out and do landscaping. It takes zero skill and just hard back backbreaking labor as real estate investors. We don't necessarily need zero skill labor. We typically need skilled specific labor or something specific. Maybe we don't need labor. Maybe we need uh, graphics made for a podcast or graphics made made for our social media marketing. And if you are great at that and can show up and say, hey, I, I'm a great graphic designer. I'd love to help you out. What do you need made? I might have a ton of stuff for you to do. But if you just show up and say, hey, I'd love to help. Help help with what? I don't know how to use you.
0: Yep. So, so identifying in yourself, maybe before you're going out to network with people, before you're going out to build those relationships, what in and of myself am I good at? Mm-hmm. What value can I provide? What strikes can I add to somebody else's business?
1: And also identifying what this person might need. So, yeah, maybe you can say, I'm good at X, Y, and Z. Maybe they need X and Z, or maybe they just need X and Y. And you could say, Hey, I'm really good at this. What can I do to help? So, if you can at least narrow it down a little bit, when people walk up to me at a meetup or message me on Bigger Pockets or Facebook or any one of those platforms and say, Hey, you know, I, I'm newer. I really don't have any money. I want to get into real estate investing. What can I do to learn from you? I, I don't know. You know, that's a hard, that's hard for me to think of.
2: Right. Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor pine financial group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month, stop eroding your wealth and start building it by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate pine financial group the leader in hard money lending in colorado and minnesota was recently approved to offer their investment publicly this investment offers only for investors in colorado and minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus get your copy today simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. I want to invite you to join us at the North Star Real Estate Conference. This conference is September 20 and 21st in Minneapolis. And it's going to be packed full of a ton of great speakers. We've got uh, just a a great group of people speaking. You can look at our lineup on our website, nreconference.com, and sign up there as well. We've got an early bird special. All you need to do is type in early bird, one word, and uh, you can get $100 off. And that's good through August 10th. So make sure you sign up now. Take action. Look, people that take action action and value their education are those who are going to succeed. I know there's a lot of free content. My podcast is free, There's all kinds of free content out there, maybe even free meetups that you're attending. But this conference is going to blow your socks up. This is going to be well worth the price and all the profits go to charity. So it's definitely time to take action. Sign up now. Don't delay because the prices will go up. Um, but you know what, every time I attend a conference, I 10 X, actually, I would say i more like a thousand X even my investment, a hundred, a 1, thousand, potentially even more X my investment. I've met so many fantastic people. I've met investors at conferences. I've met potential partners at conferences. I've joined mastermind groups because of conferences. So it's a ton of value. You cannot replace it. So check it out. conference.com Thanks a lot.
0: Okay, so building relationships, that's kind of the, the way to start. And then how do you maintain those relationships? How do you um, make sure that it's not just like collecting a business card and then it goes in a stack and you never really, and you see it like a year later, and you're like, I don't know who this person is.
1: Yeah, so something I do, I go to a lot of conferences and something I will do is I will take all the cards that I get from conferences. So I'll network with people at conferences and I'll take all their cards. And I'll send them all follow-up emails, and I'll connect with them on various social media outlets so I don't lose track of them. Because if you just met me, John, on Saturday, you might get an email from me Monday and get all these requests to be connections on social media, and then I can ping you going forward. But if you just meet me on Saturday and don't see me for six to eight months, maybe you'll run into me and say, oh, yeah, I met you, What what's your name? But not going to remember me i think building relationships you need to stay top of mind and it's even easier now than it ever has been with social media facebook linkedin bigger pockets all these different networks to stay top of mind to stay connected with people and maybe reach out via email or text message or phone call every so often and say hey how are you doing how are things going with you people don't always want to talk business you know so i built some good relationships with people we have things in common i see they have a certain type of dog that i've had in the past or they have cats or or they have other things you can just stay in touch that way so just stay top of mind and social media makes that really easy to do yep and yeah don't spend all your time on social media but periodically if you see people you've met at conferences or meetups just check in with them, ask how they're doing. And if you're frequenting certain meetups or frequenting certain, certain conferences, you're going to run into the same people. So I go to a few of the same conferences every year and I see the same people there year after year. And those are the people that I want to know. The people that are consistently in the business year after year, those are guys that you really want to get to know. So keep in touch with them.
0: Yep. And I know for me, um, I've had to, Kind of take this action of remembering to uh, connect with people outside, you know, not let it be an internal thing that my brain has to remember, but putting it into a, you know, customer management system or contact management Mm -hmm. and actually have reminders in there. Actually, you know, it's almost seems a little robotic, but it actually allows you to consistently be in touch with people and kind of rotate how you're reaching out to them. Um, and, uh, you know, in a, making sure that you can connect with them in a way that they're going to be receptive to.
1: Absolutely. It, yeah, if you put them in a CRM, you consistently connect with them. But, you know, the more you interact with these people on social media platforms, those algorithms really pull them into your point of view. So you might see them over and over. You, if I start interacting with you on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or one of those, you're going to start popping up in any one of my feeds on those more often. It's like, Oh, there's John again. You know, there's, there he is again. And it's easier to keep interacting with these people. So those platforms almost do it for you, but yeah, putting these people in a CRM or having them somewhere you can remember to access them fairly regularly is a great way to do it. So I really like that.
0: Yep. Very good. So, um What else do we want to cover here with marketing, aside from uh, building relationships here?
1: Yeah, so I think we talked about social media for networking. I think social media marketing is very powerful, so yeah if you're building up a network on social media and you're building relationships and you use social media as part of that, which I think you're silly not to anymore. I said I went to school for marketing. it was sort of touched on in school, but you know they had older materials and it wasn't all about it but social media marketing is almost everything anymore if you want to get hold of customers cheap and effectively it's the best way to go so use that to your advantage and you're probably going to have to pay to get great results off social media but you can as simply as your post let's say you have a facebook business page and you're posting regularly and you see one post of a video you did just really did great, you can boost that post for maybe 20 bu- 10 or 20 bucks, and get a lot more reach compared to where you were with just your organic post. So these platforms make their money off advertising, and you're really going to have to be consistent and also boost a little bit. So you're going have to put some money into it, but the results are worth far more than you're going to pay. And don't just throw money at it. I've seen people waste a lot, and I myself have wasted a lot of money on poor social media marketing. So understand the algorithms, understand what goes into social media marketing, understand what a good post is. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, they love video right now. So if you're doing video like we are right now, and you're putting on that on Facebook, and they really like live content. So live native content, is where it's at right now and if you're doing that lots of people are going to see it so they pop that up right in the middle of the feed but if you use a third-party platform to go live on four or five different platforms at the same time it doesn't get as good of an exposure as just let's say a facebook live video or an instagram live video would so use all these social media platforms to your advantage and don't be afraid to use video pop up on video once a week and have a market update or something about an investment you're doing, but that's going to get in front of as many people as you could ever hope to get in front of. And if you're also boosting those videos, you're going to get in front of just numerous people that would never see them. And Facebook really holds the keys. So same with all these platforms, they're going to give an advantage to people that are throwing a little bit of money at it.
0: Yeah. I know I've used, know uh, in my,
1: fitness business we we would do periodic challenges where we would you kind of use them as a, a client lead generation event but it would be a six week or an eight week challenge for people to come in and let's say lose 20 or 30 pounds but we would use that that one event is a huge lead generation event and we would boost those quite a bit so I'd probably spend 20 to $50 a day, and yeah, maybe it's a few hundred bucks, but I recall a few events we made over $10,000 and we spent a few hundred bucks in marketing dollars, but that's a great return.
0: Yeah, for sure. The you know, the power of social media is its ability to be shared and engaged with by so yeah. many different people, uh, people that you know, people that you don't know, and so the reach is just really impressive.
1: Absolutely. And I think figuring out what, which post different types of things, post blog posts, post just little articles, um, post videos and see what gets the most engagement and then do more of those and boost those. So if you can really figure out what's getting the most engagement and just double down on that, you're going to have great results.
0: Yep. Say Jordan, with all the different social media platforms that are out there and and the new changes that are coming out all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your strategy for staying kind of on top of the cutting edge and making sure that you're not, you know, spending money on something that's not working anymore?
1: Really, and I what I just said is just testing. So pay attention to the analytics constantly and, and test. And what's working well might not be, like you said, things are changing all the time what works, live video might be working great today, but next year it might not be, or next month. They change rapidly, so pay attention to what posts are doing well, and if they start to not do well, maybe pivot a little bit, and and you're going to have to stay on top of it. I mean, there's so many different social media education and coaches and huge networking conference events for social media marketing. It's a huge industry. And if you want to partake in those, I have lots of friends that go to these social media marketing conferences and stay on top of things, but it's just constantly changing. So if you're not constantly paying attention to what's working, you're going to be left behind.
0: Yep. Well, and I think you've kind of touched on this without saying it directly, but, but part of marketing is kind of producing content that Mm you be able to put on those different platforms. So, and that content, you know, has got to be consistent with your brand. It's got to be providing value, as we've talked about previously, you know, in building relationships, it's got to be valuable.
1: Yeah, and I think that's huge. So providing value and not just trying to sell something. So if people can trust you and they know you know what you're talking about, they're probably going to buy from you. But if you're just out there pitching all the time, you need to content marketing is what's popular right now, and that's what really social media marketing thrives on is you're putting out great content so all the big real estate investors and all the big coaching programs and and really anybody that's doing it right is putting out ninety five percent content and then every so often they have a call to action or a sales pitch out there that might be one out of 20 posts. So if you're doing any sort of business and 19 out of 20 your post, or this is how I do this, this is how I do that. And really just putting the information out there, even if it might seem like, well, I'm telling people how to do this and I'm saving them money or I'm going to tell them how to do exactly what I do that's fine. They're going to understand that you're the expert at this. And when they want to do it, they're going to come straight to you rather than trying to figure it out on their own. And I think that comes to building a brand too. So if you're building a brand, positioning yourself as the expert is huge. And if you don't know, don't don't act like you know, but learn. And if you know, share it. You know, I'd meet tons of people that are at meetups or conferences and they've been in this business for 20 years and they know more than anybody else, but they're not sharing it because they don't feel comfortable doing this. And that's a huge mistake. If you know, get out there and tell their people it's not, you're not going to give away your secret sauce and content marketing isn't about telling people how to do it and losing them. It's about telling people how to do it, showing you're the expert, and then eventually when they want to do it, they're going to come to you. Even if they don't do it with you, they're going to tell somebody else to come do it with you. So if you're raising money from investors and you can show them all these great investments and how you're doing it and what you're putting into it, they're going to be a lot more comfortable with you. And same thing with being a realtor. If you can say, hey, these are all the closings I have. This is what I'm go- I've gone through to do this. You know, this is what's going on in the market right now, and just telling them facts about the market and about the investments you're working on and how you're helping people and really how they could do the same thing themselves. They're going to come find you when they're ready to do it.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's interesting what you said that there's many people who do have great expertise in an industry and yet they're mm. not sharing that knowledge, you know, freely. Um, yeah. They definitely
1: could (laughs) and I I know you're familiar with the scarcity mindset and that's something you have to overcome when you start to go after the content marketing path is there are more than enough customers for any business so anything you're getting out there and you're talking about you're not going to give away all the secrets and you're not going to lose all your business because of it I have a meetup that I run and I started it because I started to see meetups would say no realtors involved or, or no loan officers allowed to be here. And that that's a huge scarcity mindset right there. Hey, if I allow another realtor to come here, they're going to take all my business. So I started a meetup and it's been really successful for me. And I say, hey, you, anybody can come, realtors, loan officers, brokers, whatever you're looking to do, you're allowed to be here. And if you're scared that somebody else is going to take your business, they probably aren't. So if you can get over that scarcity mindset, you're going to be in a much better spot.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that meetup for a moment. So that's one way of creating content, but it's in a live format versus on online. Uh, what if yeah. you, what have you, Or how long ago did you start your meetup?
1: Um, Close to two years. And interesting, you said in a live format as opposed to online. I actually live stream all of them. So I have all of this content set aside that I can use later for social media marketing. And with my meetup, I'd say 75% of the time or more, it's not me speaking. So I bring in people like Todd and Mike and Mike Sowers is gonna be speaking on Thursday at our meetup about how to buy a commercial building for your business. And I, I don't have any benefit by bringing in Mike, except I'm trying to provide great content for people. And I'm, I wanna to learn too. A lot of these people I learn from just as much as you do. So it's, I bring in speakers on all different subjects and people that are experts in their subjects. So I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything, but through the network I've built, I probably know somebody that does and I just bring them in and they speak. So that's what I've done with our meetup is I've really made it all inclusive. I've made it about people that know more than I do and they're coming in and speaking on subjects that they're an expert on. And i have just made it really open to anybody that wants to come and learn. You can come and learn if you've never been a real estate investor and you don't know anything about real estate investing but you wanna learn, really the only requirement to come is that you're interested in some subject of the topic. There's no requirements at all. You don't have to be any certain certain person or have any experience or wanna invest in some product that I'm selling that I don't have any that I'm selling, but just, you don't have to meet any, you just have to be interested and you wanna learn and be open to learning. So, what, so I've just made it really open.
0: Yeah. In the two years that you've been running your meetup, what have the results been? Uh, how How have you, has it been worthwhile? Has, what have you thought about? Oh yeah.
1: So, I mean, I think the first couple, we maybe had five to seven people and we were doing them at active rehabs and at rental properties. And after the first couple, and we really started it at a point, like I said, I, I started it because a lot of meetups were saying, hey, no realtors allowed or no loan, loan officers allowed. And I was going to a lot of meetups and they were just purely sales pitches. It was, oh, you know, I helped, helped John buy this property and, you know, I did all these things for John and, you know, you need to come use me and it'll be great and I'll, have, I'll help you do the exact same thing. And That's not a learning experience. It's just... A sales pitch. So I started it to totally make it nothing like that. And yeah, it was five or six people. It grew rather quickly. So now we have, I'd say, twenty to fifty people, depending on the meetup subject. Certain subjects get a huge crowd. So um, subjects on flipping, apartment syndication, active rentals. There's things that people are more interested in. But I try to provide a really balanced. Uh, Curriculum, I guess you could say. So, this one that we're doing this week's on how to buy a commercial building for your business, which is a great strategy. If you own a business, you can leverage that business and use small business loans to buy a commercial building for it, really building your real estate portfolio in a big way rather quickly. So, I think that's a great way to do it. Last week, we talked about how to use the financial planner to factor in real estate investing to your retirement plan because a lot of those don't. You know, a lot of financial planners want to sell you the next, well, a lot of them want to sell you whole life insurance, but a lot of them want to sell you the next mutual fund or, or this, this and that. And we had a financial planner who's a certified financial planner talk about how he helps people use real estate to bolster their retirement, which I think a balanced retirement is a great way to go. But, um as far as how the meetups worked out well for me i think more than anything i don't get a lot of direct leads off of it i don't get a ton of business off of it but it, it really does help build my credibility and a lot of people say hey you know I, I see you have this meetup i i've seen you host these meetups and i've seen these videos from these meetups and you know you seem to know what you're talking about so Would you like to help me with my investing or buying a house or selling my house or any of those things? It, it, by making it not a direct sales pitch, I don't, and I don't think those guys get a ton of business off that either. But I get a lot of referral business and I build a lot of credibility by operating it the way that I do. And it just makes me feel good and I feel a lot better about it. I enjoy it, I like doing it it's a lot more rewarding to do it the way we do it.
0: Yeah. I think the potential customers, when they're looking for, for in our situation and they're looking for a real estate agent to help them buy an investment property, Mm -hmm. they want to know that the person knows what they're talking about. They want to feel like, like they're very, you know, giving, kind of like you're talked about, you're, you're giving content at that Um, meetup, and you're giving an opportunity for people to get together and network. Yeah. Very generous uh, gesture, if you will.
1: And that's important. I think that's hugely important. So I've, I've used other realtors to buy investment properties out of state. And when I'm looking for a realtor, I want a realtor that knows investment properties and doesn't just understand them, but also owns them. So I was looking for a realtor in Houston for a guy that I know that was looking for an investment property down there. And this was in a a realtor referral group. And I said, Hey, who knows investment properties in this area? Oh, I sell houses there. I've sold all these houses there. I've done all these things. Okay, you didn't answer the question. I said, Who owns and understands investment properties in this specific area? And one guy popped up, Hey, you know, I'd love to help. I have three investment properties. We're closing on our next one soon. I've been in the area quite a while. I know this, this, and that about it. And he really came from a perspective, I'm here to help, where the other probably 30 some odd people that responded to the thread, oh, I've sold all these houses there. I'd love to sell them a house. Great. I'm sure you would love to sell them a house, but they need somebody that understands investment properties. And if you don't understand that, probably not the person for the job. I'm not the person for the job for Lake Minnetonka, lakefront properties. I don't, I don't own one. I've never lived out there. I can't help you with that. If you want a duplex in Northeast Minneapolis, I've owned one there. I operated it for quite a while. I have numerous other investment properties. If you want a sixplex, I can help you quite a bit. If you want a 100 unit apartment complex, I'm probably not your guy. So I really try to stick to my own lane. And I think that knowing your your area and becoming an expert in your area and showing people that you are the expert in that area is a big way to do that. And people will use you if they know you know what you're talking about.
0: Yep. That's good. Well, I think we've covered quite a bit here. Is there anything else that we want to go over with marketing before we wrap things up here?
1: um i just say that it needs to be consistent the biggest thing is you people have so much input anymore and i was just listening to a podcast on the way back from the airport before we started this people are getting input from not only just billboards coming down the street and the radio and tv but their cell phone the podcasts they're listening they get input from everywhere all the time so They used to say that you needed to touch, well, not touch physically, but get in front of somebody seven times before they would make a decision. Now they've upped that to more along the lines of 21 to 25 times, because we have so many inputs. So if you're looking to make a dent with marketing, it needs to be consistent and it needs to be frequent. So get out there, go to meetups, go to networking events, and then, be consistent with your follow-up. People have a lot of input anymore and they really need a consistent hit over the head to remember, oh, you know, John's a realtor. I need to use John. And if they don't see you probably every day and, no, and not you specifically, but just in people in general, if, if whatever you're selling or whatever you're trying to do, if they don't see that all the time, they're not going to remember you. I get people that run across me. I run into people all the time and oh, I see, I see your real estate stuff all the time on Facebook or on LinkedIn or X, Y, Z. You know, And I know they're thinking of me when they're thinking of real estate because they see it all the time. Same thing with that Chris Lindahl team here in, in Minneapolis. You can't drive down the street five miles without seeing a billboard with his name on it and him doing the big arms outstretched thing. And they're on buses now. So staying top of mind is really important. And if you can't, be consistent and frequent with that, you're going to have some trouble.
0: Yeah. So that's some good stuff there. So make sure when you're building a business, understand marketing and, and make sure you're getting, being consistent and frequent with that.
1: Absolutely. If you pay attention to, so video's huge right now. If you pay attention to a lot of the bigger online marketers on stories. So they're might be ten, twenty stories a day with a Grant Cardone or Barbara Corcoran or um one of some of the really big guys that are just all over the place, they're doing video all the time. So be consistent with your marketing and in really land. If you're every so often with it, it it's just gonna evaporate into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, well um Why don't we wrap it up for now? Uh, We always like to invite our audience to participate in the conversation. So if you've got something to add to this, uh, be sure to look us up on YouTube, Pillars of Wealth Creation, or you can look us up on our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth Creation. And of course, we appreciate the rating and review on iTunes to just help us get the word out to more and more people about this show. So again, uh, thanks so much, Jordan, for... Co- uh, for uh being our guest host today and um Absolutely. jordan if uh anybody wants to get in touch with you after the show what's the best way that they can do that
1: um so obviously i monitor social media fairly well finding me on bigger pockets facebook instagram or if you just want to shoot me an email at jordan.morehead m-o-o-r-h-e-a-d at kw.com I answer email pretty quickly. I tried to within a few hours. So however, whatever works best for you is, you know, I try to make myself easy to access. So pretty easy to find.
0: Very good. All right, Jordan. Well, until next time,
2: we'll see
0: you next time.
1: All right. Thanks, John. Take care. Yeah, you
0: too.
2: Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go again, Go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business. And reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day, and as I say, make every day a Saturday.